0: money fm 89.3 the best of the afternoon update sustainable singapore on money fm 89.3 you are listening to Money FM 89.3. Now, while EV adoption in Singapore has doubled on last year, uptake in the country is still substantially behind other developed EV markets. That's according to the latest report by KPMG. Now, they highlight that of the 645,150 vehicles on the road here in Singapore, only 2,942 are are electric. And KPMG adds that increasing EV adoption in Singapore will be critical in the next decade. So what do we need to drive this forward and drive EV adoption here? We're joined now by Sharad Somani, partner and head of infrastructure at KPMG Asia Pacific, to tell us more. Sharad, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: Pleasure,
0: Rachel. So let's start off with those EV adoption numbers. Moving up, moving in the right direction, but not enough.
1: Indeed, I think it's a slow start, I must say. Um, and there are multiple headwinds, as you can imagine, uh, facing the sector. But mm-hmm. the good news, let's start with the good news. Good news is 8% of all the new registrations of cars are EV. So clearly, from a less than 1% market share to you know, a fast-track growth going forward is definitely mm-hmm. in We also believe that the charging infrastructure, It's like a chicken and egg, right? Unless you have charging infrastructure, people may not be comfortable buying EV vehicles. And government's push to get the charging infrastructure rolled out in a faster fashion is going to help quite a lot. We are targeting something like 30,000 charging stations by end of 2030. Mm -hmm. I believe we will achieve the target much before that. And that will give impetus to a lot of buyers to look at EV uh more more proactively but the second issue which will be important as we move forward to encourage ev adoption will be the price differential right the upfront cost differential is still substantial for people to be concerned about it our survey says that more than 50 percent of singaporeans want to look at ev but some of the headwinds relating to charging stations and cost differential would have to be addressed
0: how much of a cost differential is there at the moment, Sharad, for those that are looking at EVs? What's the price difference? What are we looking uh-huh.
1: at? Rachel, the upfront cost differential uh, still is substantial. It's around 30%, uh, mm. upfront, which is uh, quite substantial. Even if you were to factor in the subsidy that government is offering of up to $45,000 on, on EV vehicles, that will not necessarily defray the upfront costs, and that is an impediment. We believe that the cost parity may come in next three to five years, when EV vehicles will come down to a level which is same as our internal combustion engine vehicles. But but till that time, I think the take-up might be subdued. Having said that, given that transport sector contributes close to to 15% of our emission, and a lot of Singaporeans are keen to defray their carbon footprint, I believe there will be still a decent take-up in the next three to five years. Do you drive an EV, Sharad? I drive a hybrid. Uh, okay. So I, will, I will graduate to EV very soon.
0: In the next three to five years when the price comes down.
1: And when my COE expires for current car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and like you, I mean, I drive a form of hybrid, but infrastructure is a key issue. Can you talk us through the current rollout when it comes to infrastructure for EV here in Singapore?
1: It's it's going pretty well. Uh, you know, there is a tender out by HDB to mm-hmm. put close to twenty thousand charging stations in HDB car parks. I think which is a very, very fundamental step, right? Uh we are expecting 60,000 charging stations to be put uh, by 2030 by the government. And this will be a combination of public car parks, HDBs and condominiums. right? And as you reach a critical mass, right, we will probably see a lot more people moving towards uh, charging. Now, in Singapore, that charging infrastructure uh, might not be a big concern, primarily because at one charge, if you can drive 300 kilometers, you may not have to charge every day. Uh, If you are a relatively light user of car, but that back of the mind comfort is very important that I have charging station, uh, which is available and which can charge the car fast. So those are the two things we need to look at.
0: That's it because the last thing you want to do is be on the road and get caught short and not have a charging station to hook up. And then, how long does it take to charge the car as well? That may be another question that many potential buyers ask. So, when you looked at or your your recent report, there
1: is the sentiment is there is positive towards EVs. That's right. That's a very positive. In fact, most of the survey respondents, in fact, 60% of the respondents believe that EV is the right way going forward. And and most are in agreement with the government's commitment to phase out ICE vehicles off the roads by 2040. I think government's commitment to also get uh, diesel car registration stopped beyond 2025 is a great move forward. I think the public fleet infrastructure, if we can get it uh, electrified much faster well before 2040, i think that's uh that's going to be important and then the private car week ownership can follow through our belief is if we get our charging infrastructure in place earlier then the 2040 deadline could also be moved forward
0: Okay. So, and th- that said, Sharad, um, we spoke about buying EVs, sentiments towards EVs, and you also spoke about the government grant. What else do potential EV consumers need to know before they buy an electric vehicle here in Singapore?
1: I think uh, the the first thing is to have more choice. I, th- I don't think a lot of brands are offering EV vehicles as mm. yet into Singapore. You have seen some couple of big brands already launch it in big fashion. We, we need choice, that will be important, and if they can cover various price points, then it will be more effective, isn't it? We don't want every vehicle to be a highly expensive vehicle, uh, which may not necessarily be within the reach or choice of uh, various uh, consumers. The second thing which is important is servicing, right? We have no idea how much will be the servicing requirements of these vehicles, whereas the servicing capabilities will be existing by those companies in Singapore. So these top two concerns have to be taken care of uh, before people make a switch to EV.
0: And that's an important point when you talk about servicing EVs. Do we have the manpower to keep up? And do we? is it a case of also upskilling engineers when it comes to servicing electric vehicles here in Singapore?
1: It is important that what kind of financing and uh, service network comes up is an important decision that will drive the EV adoption. The first thing would be the battery replacement, right? How often do we need to replace the battery and whether it will be made available by the original equipment provider, the seller of the car, right? That will be a critical component. So number of things will have to be addressed for majority of our population to become comfortable that they can indeed go and buy EV vehicle and and live with it for the next 10 years.
0: Uh, We have a question from Hongbin. Yeah, so I'm just Just looking looking at at the comments right right now, now. and Arif is wondering if public transport like buses would go electric one day. Could we see that happening?
1: Yeah, Arif, that's a good question. In fact, that is probably the first step, right? Uh, We will have to get the public infrastructure electrified much faster than the private one. And and this is where the government of Singapore is also driving, Mm -hmm. where we believe that bulk of our public infrastructure will be electrified over the next few years, uh, particularly uh, mass transit infrastructure, uh, because the technology is available, the investment can be made centrally, and, and the charging as well as maintenance could be taken care of in, in a more centralized fashion. So that's the first step for sure.
0: What kind of growth do you expect, Sharad, when it comes to EVs? Looking at the numbers, as you mentioned, EV adoption rate, it's doubled Uh, This year compared to last year, can we expect that kind of growth to continue going forward? What are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I think the double is quite encouraging also, although I must admit that it's starting at a very low base, as Mm. you highlighted. Uh, Most of the people we spoke to, including uh, car car dealers, they believe that 2025 might be a tipping point where you might have fairly strong charging infrastructure set up. There would be some precedence of service quality for EV vehicles and the track record of driving the EV vehicles. Once you have these three things in place, uh, which might take another two to three years, I believe that 2025 might be the year where suddenly we see a shoot-up of number of vehicles getting registered as EV vehicles. The one critical thing which we may have to consider is, till the price parity is reached, the government incentives may have to continue. Currently, the government incentives are uh, going to be phased out over the next two to three years. Uh, I think as a policymaker, we may have to think through how to continue with some of the incentives till a critical mass Mm -hmm. is reached.
0: Okay, Sherrod. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: Pleasure talking to you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We've been speaking with Sharad Sumani, who is Partner and Head of Infrastructure at KPMG Asia Pacific. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.